Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. When you're going through something, you're not able to wait patiently because you have no relationship. You might have a relationship, but you don't have a relationship. Amen? Young people, when you're, when you're going against what your parents are saying, there's something wrong. Because if you read the word, it says that you've got to listen to what your parents are saying because it's going to do well for you. You know, that's why you have a hard time asking them to go, can you go do something sometimes? Because you know you ain't did what they already told you to do. Amen? Amen. So remember now, when you're rebellious against your parents, whether it's in public whether it's out in the open or not, God knows. Amen? You'll hear me say amen a lot because I like to amen myself. Amen? I like to encourage myself right now. But when you, when you look at the scripture, it says, be brave, be courageous. So that means when I'm waiting patiently for the Lord, I have to be brave and courageous. Why? Because the enemy is always coming at me with something. Amen? The enemy is always trying to get me not to be brave and be courageous. When you get trying to get your child to do something, well, sweetheart, you got to be brave. You got to be courageous. And they're looking at you like, you don't even know what I'm going through. How are you going to tell me all this stuff? But when you give them the word, his word won't come back void. Because as they're watching you be brave and courageous when I'm tripping, then I can trust that. But if I can move you and you're not being brave or courageous, what are you telling me? To do what you're not doing? <laughs> That's him. And my favorite thing I always tell you guys all the time is that in all parents, I've been, I've been a parent for 43 years. <laughs> I've been to hell and back, <laughs> and God is good, amen? amen? But God is not only good, God made me realize is he showed me how to wait patiently through all that, and he told me, son, I know I'm good, but remember, don't ever forget I'm God. God is God. You get that? Because sometimes things ain't good and you ain't feeling God, amen? But he's still God, Amen? That's, what, that's where the waiting patiently is like, wait a minute now. We're going to get into the story about that. Now, let me get ahead of myself. Let's go to another scripture. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures. Then I'm going to get right into the story because I want to get this to you guys. I want you to go home and say to yourself, Lord, where am I at? Do I have that with you? Do I really trust you? I know what the word says, but some situations sometimes cause me to do the wrong thing. Amen? It's like all that protesting out there right now. I, I, don't, I think what a lot of that protesting are doing they might have the right idea about it, but as soon as you start doing wrong, we have to separate ourselves. Amen? As soon as they start robbing, as soon as they start doing everything that's not right, because if we're protesting about something that's wrong, and then you start doing something wrong, it's all good with me. I just got to go. You can stay, but the spirit inside me, the goodness inside me says, no, we're on a different path now. Amen? When I, when I got, my wife and I got pregnant at the age of 16, that's my beautiful wife, Peter Annette. We've been together for 40, 43 years. We'll be, it'll be 41 years married this year, y'all. Give us some love, y'all. It wasn't us. You're going to find out. It wasn't us. It was Jesus. Because you know why? Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says that he knows the plans I have for you. Jesus says, I know the plans. Believe me, when we were out there doing stuff we weren't supposed to be doing at that age, it wasn't our plan to have no child at 16. <laughs> it wasn't no plan. But Jesus says, okay, now that that, you, that happened, let me work it. Amen? Amen? Did I let it work it? Not then, but it's okay. All right? But I'm learned to be patient through the working. You see what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to tell you guys is right now is that we have to get to a place of realizing is if you're going to be a good parent, you got to be a good son and daughter. A good son and daughter are excellent parents. Amen? Because if you're not a good son and daughter to your father in heaven, how can you be a good Son and daughter to your children. Amen? So if, so if God has a plan for me and he has a plan for my son, I should get together with my daddy, ask my daddy what plans does he have for my son before I get in the way. Some of us are in the way. Amen? We say to ourselves, like, that's, oh, that's my child. Away. You know, you, you can know your child do something wrong. Your child could do something wrong. And instead of just waiting to see what God's going to tell you, you've already got in your mind that you know what to do. Have you checked with God? Have you checked with God? Or, that's my child. I don't believe they did that. Well, when you find out you don't believe they did that and you find out they did that, you've got to confront that. 
And you have to go to your daddy and say, Lord, forgive me for not paying attention to what you were telling me. Amen? This, like I say again, it's a message you might not want to hear, but you're going you're gonna to feel it in a little while. Amen? You're going to feel it in a little while. Let's go to another scripture real quick. Let's go to Psalms 25, 1 through 5, I think it is. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you, Jesus. I like this. Just pop up. That's what that's Jesus is. If you get Jesus in your life, sometimes scriptures just say, pop, this pop up on you. Amen? Especially when it's time to go do something wrong. You want good to pop up in you. You want the spirit to pop up in you because your flesh is out of control. Amen? Our flesh will write a check off behind can't cash. Amen? <laughs> what? And that was a nice version. Amen? Okay, here we go. It says, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh, my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. See, we don't want to be ashamed, but we ain't listening. If you ain't listening, you're going to be ashamed. Whether it's in front of somebody or you going away by yourself and say, yeah, Jesus, I knew. I knew that was wrong. <laughs> it says, okay, you got to give me a mic. There you from my mic. That's right. I've been, Donald was telling me about this mic all day. You thought I would have learned. I'm ashamed. Anyway, <laughs> let, not my, <laughs> let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Excuse me? Let those be ashamed who are dealing treacherously without cause. Show me your ways. You hear that? Show me your ways, O oh Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all day. Amen? Amen. See, see that, that's, that's, that's a, to me, that's a, 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 a scripture of protection. But you know what I say about protection? We want God's protection, but we want no correction. Because with correction comes direction. Just protect me, Lord, and be quiet. It's like I have no warranty. God has a warranty on our lives. Amen? But even when you have a warranty for your car, when you take that warranty in your car and something goes wrong with your car, first thing I'll ask you is, have you been changing the oil? Have you followed the rules <laughs> that we gave you with the warranty? Otherwise, you're, not a, you're under a warranty, but you can't have it because you ain't been following the instructions. Oh, so good. <laughs> this is our instruction book. Yeah. Basic instructions before leaving earth. It's our book. But how can we look for protection from it if we're not even reading it? If we're not reading it, how can we get the protection from it? We can't. We can't. Let's go to the next, next scripture. One more scripture now, y'all. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures just to be right. Psalms 37, 7. Here we go. Be still in the presence of the Lord. How many times have you ever heard the Lord say, be still and know that I'm God? Well, the first thing is, you don't even know God. <laughs> Let alone be still. You're still. You just don't know God. God is not telling us to stay still and do nothing. <laughs> How can he tell you to wait for something? You don't even know what he's waiting for. We've got to stop playing church. It says, be still in the presence of the Lord. Hebrews 13, 5 says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So he's there. So he says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. We cannot jump the gun. Like I said earlier, if I tell you to wait for me at McDonald's, child, or whoever, and I say I'll be there at 10, and it's 5 after 10, and you leave there, guess what you just told me? You don't trust me. You did not wait patiently, especially after five minutes. But God says, I've waited for you all this time. And God's waiting for some of us right now. And, and what is he waiting for? I don't know what he's waiting for for you. You do. Sometimes you're asking for something and you know you ain't going to get it because you ain't been waiting patient. Matter of fact, how are you waiting? That's my question to you right now. If I say I'm waiting on the Lord, how am I waiting? How can I expect anything right to happen for me if I'm not doing right? <laughs> That's, it, can't, it can't happen. Now, this right here. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about the wicked schemes. They're wicked schemes. God says, I got you. Who's your daddy? Yeah. If somebody's doing wicked stuff and you're serving the Lord, you guys don't match. Like when Annette and I, like I said, again, you know, I'm going to go back to when like Annette and I had a, had a child at 15, I had to ask my friends. I was out there doing some wicked stuff. It wasn't as bad as, well, we always say our stuff ain't bad as somebody else's. Anyway, I had to let them know when Annette told me she was pregnant at 15, I said, okay. I had to make up my mind. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you I was praising the Lord and thanking Jesus and, and all that stuff. Like, no, no. But I knew right from wrong. Amen? 
And I told my friends, the things we used to do, we can't do that no more. Amen? You can, but I can't. So I had to immediately go to them and do some interviews. And I said, first of all, my wife is pregnant. My girlfriend, well, I was speaking life already. Um, <laughs> that was rough. Anyway, and I told them, I said, Annette's pregnant. Um, I want to talk to you guys about it. Well, Dre, how you know it's your child? Hurt, you're gone. <laughs> I started, they didn't even get a chance to even go half past the interview. And I asked the next guy, so, so what do you think, bro? All I'm asking you guys to do is just don't bring that phone to us. Don't, we can't do the same things. We used to do some wrong stuff. We can't do that no more because I got a child I'm going to be taking care of. Well, Dre, you know, what do you mean you can't we hang around? We can still do it. You're gone. See, they, they ain't hear what I'm saying. Sometimes we don't wait and hear what God's saying. I'm not saying you can keep acting up. If you don't want to be saved, if you don't want to do right, that's you. That's not me. Amen? Because God says, I know the plans I have for them. I can't even get mad at them for not wanting to change. You guys got friends out there right now that don't want to change, but how can they change if you act just like them? Oh, that's so good. Act just like them. What they got to look forward to? Everybody out there walking around in darkness, and you're supposed to be light. Well, anyway, I end up with, out of seven friends, I end up with about three friends that really stayed with me, and all, they, all I had to do was just tell them, you can do what you want to, but you just can't bring that to my house because God had another plan for me, Amen. At 16, I wasn't telling them God had another plan for me, but I knew right from wrong. Amen? You, you said some of you guys out right now, I don't care what nobody else out there doing wrong, you know what's right. You got to trust God. You got to trust God. Amen? So let's, go, let's get into this right now, you guys. I, I had a couple of things about this you know, message being wait on the Lord, and he loved me enough to be late. I have a few things I want to write down to you right now before we get into the scripture of it. It says, to me, it says, time is not my enemy, and waiting is not punishment. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I, broke down will, I, broke, I broke down wait. I wrote down, the W stands for willing, ready to agree. The A stands for accept, to receive, to agree, to agree and or believe. The, N stands, the I stands for not finity, without limit or end, unlimited time or space. That's Psalms 147.5. And then T stands for Timing, the regulation of occurrence, pace to achieve the most desirable effect. When God promised you something and things don't happen when you think it should happen, God says, I got this. But you won't know he's got it until you know who he is. Amen? You got to know who he is. That's why, that's why he's always trying to give us the, oh, like all the stuff that's going on right now. We shouldn't be responding like everybody else is responding because we know God. Amen? And they should be looking at you going, man, why ain't he tripping? If you, lose, if you lost your job, if something happens to you really bad, and like, why? That happened the same thing to me. Well, why aren't we responding? I have a relationship. Maybe you have a relationship. I don't know. Who's your God? But all I know is Jesus died on the cross for me. Amen? Then it has one right here that says, trouble is not prejudice. How do we respond to it when it hits our lives personally? Child, mother, father, or brother, or sister. When somebody dies in your family, you'll find out real quick where you're at. I don't care how much you're hallelujah and worshiping, praising to God, whatever. When something happens to your child, and, I, and I'm even going to go past the, that I deal with a lot of guys that are in prison right now and, and, and jail right now, and they, they're there for what they've done. But I always, I have a different story because the story I've gone through is something my son has went through. Not that I wasn't doing bad myself, but he paid a lot of uh, punishment, I believe, for some of the things I was doing. That's just me. That's what I believe. But anyway, when your child go through something, now it's really on. Amen? I can imagine God sending Jesus down here to die for us, and Jesus already knew who was going to receive him, who wasn't going to receive us. And what do you think Jesus was saying while he was getting dressed? You get it? Jesus was getting dressed saying, I'm going to go down there and pay a price for them, but why do I got to go, Dad? Man, why, why? But see what he's doing? He's being obedient. Sometimes you're gonna, God's going to tell you to do some stuff that you're not going to understand, but if you have a, a relationship with him, you don't have to understand it because you walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? Sometimes even if you don't believe it, you're going to have to faith your way through it. Sometimes we, we catch ourselves faking our way through it. Amen? Sometimes when we come to church, we, and I don't know who you are, that's between you and the Lord, I don't know, but I remember I, I, who I used to be. I used to party all night, Saturday night, and come to fall asleep at church and figure that was my church time. But the fact is, well, I would come in broken, disgusted, and busted the next Sunday. Church is supposed to build you up. 
Amen. So you can go back out again, get filled up while you're out there, get some more and come back and start telling everybody else. That's why we have to gather together to tell somebody else your story of the troubles you went through. But the faith that you got brought you back again. Amen. We can't come up here looking like the uh, get built up like the Hulk. Then by the time Monday comes, we start shrinking and then shrinking. And then by the time Friday comes, we look, we, look, we look like the Hulk, but we, uh, we have the Hulk's clothes on with Bruce Banner. We were built like Bruce Banner. Amen? Because that faith has shrunken out of us. I don't know if you guys ever seen that before when, when Bruce Banner turned back to Bruce Banner from the Hulk. His clothes didn't fit no more because he had busted all out of his clothes. Well, that's what we do sometimes. If we don't continue in what pastors, our pastors are giving us, if we don't continue in the word of God, we go back out and the enemy leaves us alone because he knows you ain't going to do nothing with it. Amen? We got to go home and get in our word. We got to go and read our word. If you can't get all the scriptures, the Bible says my word won't come back void. He didn't say you're joking. He didn't say you're playing. Well, I've been to church all week. I'll be fine till next Sunday. The devil says, leave that fool alone. <laughs> I'll meet him in hell. Because you're no threat. God gives you to go give out. Amen? This is the perfect time right now for hope. People are set up for that right now. They're set up for right there. This is right here. God doesn't give us overcoming life. He gives us life that overcomes. We catch ourselves out there trying to fight for the victory. And God says, you're supposed to be fighting in the victory. We already got the victory. It's his. Amen? I don't need you depending on yourself. I don't need you depending on yourself. It says right here, if there's no strain, there's no strength. Are you asking God to give you life and liberty and joy? He cannot unless you accept the strain. Immediately when you face the strain, you will get the strength. It's like working out. Sometimes we're going to work out. We say, I've been to the gym working out. No, you were talking for 45 minutes. And then go home and try to get mad because you ain't got no results. And that's just, that, now check it out now. That's just bodies. That's just fleshly stuff. That's, that's all good. We need to do that. But what are you doing God the same way? I love this message today, y'all, because it, it's, it's, it's individual. It's not no combination. It's information. And it's information to you if you're ready to receive the information. But if you're not trying to serve the Lord, it, 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 it could be kind of like condemnation. Who does he think he is? Well, I'm telling you about Jesus. He has a personal relationship with you. And if you're not feeling that, maybe you need to get one. Amen? God's will cannot be done in your life until you let go of the will. We're trying to let God's will be done in our lives for us, for our children. God said, you're not running anything. You're not the boss. You're not the boss. That's my child. If that's your child, that's my child. Don't, don't do nothing opposite of what I'm telling you to do. But I can't tell you if you ain't listening. You need to go mute. When I'm talking to you, go mute for a minute. Amen? Because I'm always listening to you. <laughs> Amen? We're going to go to the word. We're going to go right to the word, y'all, because I want to make sure I get through this right now. Because I'm telling you all right now, the story I got, I'm going to mix it in with the scriptures on it. And I'm just going to, I promise you, I'm going to take this out. I'm going to put it right here. Okay? Give me the mic. I know. Thank you, my love. Thank you. That's just sweet Kaya. <laughs> Our pastor Kaya. She's awesome. She don't realize we just like we twins, matter of fact, anyway. <laughs> we twins. We twins. We nah, y'all just don't know. That's okay. And I ain't talking about no color either. No twins in color. We twins there too, but we we some fireballs up here, y'all. I'm being calm. Let's go to John chapter 11. I want to get into this right now, y'all. And I'm gonna mix my story into this right here because this is the story God gave me. 25 years ago, when my son, okay, Lord, thank you, Jesus. When he started going some different ways that I didn't understand, but I couldn't put all that on him, too, because I didn't really know the Lord like I needed to. I thought I did. I thought I was running him. And the Lord told me that in order for me to follow him, I got to deny myself. I was in denial. I remember the first time my son ran away. Was it 25 years ago? I thought he was dead. I thought I was so sure that my wife and I had raised him the right way. When he didn't show up one night, one night, and then I think we had heard somebody had, they had found a body or something. I don't know what happened. 
I thought I was going to die because that was my only child. When he didn't show up that night, and that says, Andre's not home. I'm like, what? Andre who? You know, like I know another Andre. Andre who? I mean, I'm so sure that my, what, who, my son? What? You tripping. Then I started acting bad for a while. Then another hour went by. Another hour went by. Then we're into the next day. And I really think the Lord touched me then. Was I doing everything right then and after that? Because I still thought I was going to ask God for something. He's going to give it to me that I can go back to being myself again. Amen? Was I waiting patiently? Nope. Nope, but I thought he was dead. And I'm going to mix this in with him. Let's, let's read, you guys. Let's read. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to try to break this, break this up for you right now. We're going to read all the way to 146. It seemed like a long time, but I, I want you guys to go home and take this story yourself and read it and put your life in it. Because I really believe that all of us have some dead things in us that we think are dead. God says, I'm just waiting for you to bring it back to life again. Amen? There's some things that you think are, that are passed by, but God says, I got this. But you have to wait patiently. You have to wait on me. You have to trust me. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. That's what gets us in trouble all the time. We're trying to lean on our own understanding. Isaiah 55 says, that my ways ain't your ways. My thoughts ain't your thoughts. That's mine. Mine. Like, it's like a kid. We do, we do the same thing with kids do sometimes. Mine. You can have a kid playing with something, and he ain't even playing with it or nothing. But as soon as somebody else tried to touch it, he's like, mine. Mommy, mine. That's mine, mommy. So you weren't even playing with that, son. But he's messing. He's mine. We do the same thing when our children go through stuff. It's like we snatch them from God and say, God, mine. That's mine. That should happen to somebody else's child, but not mine. The Lord says, you're mine. So if you haven't checked with me what you're telling them, you, who says you're doing the right thing? It may look good. Here we go. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany. Am I saying that right? With his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. How many of you guys knew that? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> because if you, didn't read, if you ain't reading the Bible, you didn't know that, okay? Because I don't believe that people should go on what people say. That's why I'm a, I, I believe in scriptures because the Bible says my word won't come back void. If you don't hear anything, hear the scriptures I'm giving to you. Because that's, what go, that's what's going to go home with you. I don't want you to go home with the, the, some things I said funny or whatever. But go home with the scripture because that's what's going to heal you, amen? That's the peace we have. It says right here, her brother, Lazarus, was sick. Her brother. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. Now, remember now, this is Jesus' friend. Mary and Martha and Lazarus was Jesus' friend. Now, watch this story now. How many of us think that we're friends to Jesus? Okay. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus is sick. Sickness will not end in death. Now, if you don't know Jesus and you ain't fellowship with Jesus, you ain't feeling that. It's like he's just telling him, ah, come on, man. See, when Jesus tells you something sometimes, you try to get serious with him, but you ain't been serious because you're looking for what's in his hand instead of what's in his heart. It says right here, no, it happened for the glory. Listen right here. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. If you're sitting there watching somebody dead, if you're sitting there watching somebody that looks like they're dying, you can't tell you that unless you believe in Jesus. It says, no, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Amen? Let's go. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected, Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you, trying to kill you. But yet Jesus says, let's go back. Because it wasn't his appointed time. It wasn't his appointed time, but Jesus had a plan. Remember I told you about Jeremiah 29 verse 11? Jesus has a plan for you. But if you don't wait patiently for it, you're going to hop the gun and then things are going to go wrong and you won't know if it's the devil or God. Amen? Everything that goes wrong in your life, don't, don't keep blaming the devil. Why even mention the devil if God's got a plan for you? You think that he don't think he don't, think he don't know about the devil? 
Don't even mention the devil. My Jesus. But if I don't believe that, I'm listening to that. Like you got friends hanging around you right now who don't even serve the Lord. Why are you hanging around them? Why are you hanging around them? I even got my brother over here telling me, come on, brother, put this mic uh, speaker up, whatever. Remind me, because I'm not used to this mic, but I got to get this mic. Y'all got to get me. I'm wild. I'm wild. I'm crazy. But I'm, I'm listening to the truth. I'm telling you right now, because it's going to get emotional in a minute. Because see, some of y'all right now, you got some emotional stuff going on right now. But you're playing this tough role. But Jesus knows it ain't real. <laughs> whatever I got to do, whatever it takes to get you right. He loved me enough to be late. Keep, keep that in your mind. Okay, here we go. Look out where I was. It says, finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. In the Rome, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. No, I just forgot where I was. Anyway, but his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to kill you. That's what I'm going to I'm going to add my own stuff to it. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of the daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of the world. But at night, there is danger of stumbling because they have no knowledge. Do you, how many of y'all know that the word of God is knowledge? It's light. It's light. So Hosanna 4.6 says, my people perish from lack of what? Food? Money? He says knowledge. Amen? There's people walking around in the daytime right now, stumbling in the dark, and it's daytime because they have no knowledge. Amen? So Jesus says right there, right there, the problem is you're perishing because you're not getting into my word. You say you want this, but you're not doing what it takes to get it. Lack of knowledge. My people perish from lack of knowledge. <laughs> Come on, y'all. It says right here. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. They still didn't get it. Still didn't get it. Sometimes Jesus talks to us about stuff because we can't get it because we don't know. We don't we, see. Jesus says, "I speak to you in a still small voice." The world speaks loud, like them, like them uh, fireworks last night. They were loud. Did you have peace through it, or you were like, "I don't." There we are. I don't believe they're doing it. Why? They don't know Jesus. They were. These people were doing them right in front of the house. They weren't doing them at the. Some house down the street just hit the police come, they can run to their house. They were stumbling in front of their house so they couldn't even run over where you live at right here. <laughs> well, you can't lie about it. There's a guy, there's a guy down our street parked his car in front of my house just in case he had to go get in his car and run. But he still had to go back to his house. All the burnt stuff was in front of his house. What are you gonna do? Sleep in the car? Please, I got all police gotta do is just wait for him outside the house. Stumbling in the dark. They were, last night, people were just rebelling last night. And they thought they were doing it in a legal way. I've never heard nothing like that before. People could have been getting shot and killed last night. And you would have never known the difference of that. that that's how people are walking around right now. People are dying because we're not seeing anything. Sometimes we let the darkness cover up our light. And the Bible says, do not, uh, do not let the, uh, what does it say? Uh, God doesn't give us a, to put a lamp up under the bed. Your lamp, your lamp got to shine no matter what's going on. Because if they're blind, how are they going to see if we're acting blind? Why are we moved by what they did? Maybe they don't have a daddy. Amen? But they have a daddy in heaven that wants to know them. Amen? It says the disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. How many times we got to tell our children something? You, sometimes when you tell your child something, you can't just take it for granted that they hear what you say. You got to have them speak it back to you. Now, but baby, I'm trying to help you right now. And I'm telling you, go to school, and I want you to go down this street right here, Texas Street, and then make it right on Alabama. I got it, mommy. I got it. Okay, tell me what I said back. Now, if they have a problem with that, they can't go yet because they might have heard something different. Amen? Jesus said, he had told them, he said, wait, let me, let me explain it to you. Here we go. So he told them plainly. When you tell somebody something plainly, only way they're not going to get it is if they got closed ears. <laughs> Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now, you will really believe. Amen? You hear me? Listen. 
Come, let's go to see him. Thomas nicknamed the twins, said to his fellow disciples, let's go to and die with Jesus. Now, see, Thomas is that doubter one. He's that one that doubts all the time. But this time he told Jesus, I don't, I don't know how you look at it, but this time he says, you know what, Jesus? I didn't see too much. Let's just go die with you. Because if you said it, I believe sometimes Thomas would have been saying, wait a minute, Jesus. <laughs> he would have said, hey, hold on. I ain't going. All that stuff going on. But he already told him, you know what? Let's go. Because first I thought he meant that he was being, why would we be going this? That don't make no sense to me. But then when he said that, let's go die with him, I really think he really got it. He says, when Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Let me stop right there. When my son was out there on that stuff, when he was out there, and, they, and, that, and that, I can see it now, the day the court told him seven years. And I looked and I said, seven years for who? My son, seven years, what'd he do? Because I thought I had everything under control. But when they gave him seven years, my ears became open. It became plainly that I wasn't running a thing. Amen? And I considered him dead. <laughs> Especially when he got out after seven years, went back and then three months. And then went back six more times. I thought he was dead. And that's when Jesus really kind of like became real in my life. That's when Jesus started teaching me this story. 25 years ago, teaching me this story. His word. That's when he started making it plainly. I remember nights my wife would be up when, when, when he was running away. My son would be running away. He would be gone for a month in town. How can you go hide from us in town? And I remember my wife and I used to go to parties. We used to be like special ops and stuff, looking for my son. I used to be chasing my son through parties, trying to find, just missed him, just missed him, just missed him. Because he was stuck on that stuff. But I really believed that he had enough truth in him to come back, amen? But yet, part of me thought he was dead. And God said, you need to stop chasing your son and start chasing me. Amen? God says, I got a plan for you. That's why Jeremiah is one of my favorite plans. That's one of my favorite my verses. He said, I got a plan for you. You're, you're busy trying to chase him down, and he's not ready. But when he does get ready, I want you to be here when he's ready. You got to be ready when he's ready. Amen? <laughs> oh, we, ain't, we ain't even done yet. It says right here, Bethany, what, oh, okay, excuse me. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. How many times have we questioned God? How many times have we questioned God when the rent was due and we didn't put no money, enough money in the bank to pay the rent? How many times have we questioned God when God was telling us to do something and we didn't do it, when we caused our own stuff? And we say, God, why weren't you here? God, help me. God, I need this. God, I need that. Remember now, Martha and Mary and Lazarus were friends to God. Amen? How many of us are friends to God? So if I'm a friend to God and, and I believe that Jesus is really my friend and, and he's the way, the truth, and the life, then why am I questioning Jesus? I don't believe that they're questioning Jesus. I think they're questioning their own relationship with Jesus. Amen? Because I believe that we... We know who we are, but God, during my time of suffering and struggle, God showed me whose I was. Amen? Sometimes we're trying to, so busy trying to prove who we are, when you start, we need to step back from it and find out whose we are. Amen? Because we get in our own way sometimes. Like I say, my biggest enemy is in a me. And that's why the Lord says, in order to follow me, you must get rid of who? You. When you think you're running things, you're not. Amen? He says right here, uh, where we at? But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. See, immediately when God didn't get mad at her, see, God didn't get mad at her. Jesus didn't get mad at her when she started doubting him, but she immediately remembered, oh, yeah, the relationship she had with Jesus. Listen to this right here. It says, Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. See, sometimes when you got friends that are going through some stuff, remind them what Jesus said, not what you said. Amen? Because his word won't come back void. Amen? You might not be feeling it at that time. It says, yes, Martha said, 
He will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. See, boom, she just went backwards again. Because <laughs> I don't think she was believing that Jesus was saying he will rise now. She's, she's, she's thinking about, oh, I understand he's going to go to heaven with us. I understand he's going to rise then. But she didn't recognize that he was saying that I'm going to rise now. I am the resurrection. I'm getting ahead of myself. Sometimes we got to realize right now, God is not late. We just have to pay attention. Amen? We got to pay attention, y'all. Like, I got to pay attention to keep this mic on my mouth. Amen? You know what I'm saying? Because I think I'm loud enough. I think I'm loud enough, but, but I'm loud enough for you guys because you're here, but I'm not loud enough for the people on the podcast. Guys, I was trying to reach the people on the podcast, but you kept on going in and out. And, and, and check it out now, and I wasn't even trying to. Amen? Got to pay attention. Amen? <laughs> here we go. It says right here, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after they're dying. Y'all hear that? Sometimes you got, you ever seen that man, dead man walking? Dead man walking. In the prison, when, when you get ready to go get an electric chair, they have this, this area in the prison that when you're going to get uh, put down, they have, they have cells. Nobody's in, that, nobody's in that room. Nobody's in that block but the people that are going to get put down. So when they got one guy walking, he's walking. And they said, dead man walking. So he's dead before he even gets electrocuted or shot up with whatever he needs. Amen? There's people walking around here right now smiling, rich with money, dead, because they don't have Jesus. Because the Bible says alive in Christ. But if we're alive in Christ and we're walking around just looking just as dead as they are, what do they got to look for? What kind of life do they have to look for? You guys got to realize this. God has a plan not only for your child but for you. So before I put my plan on my child's plan, I have to put, get God's plan for me first so he can direct me where my child's going. Amen. Because we might not understand. When my child was going through stuff, I was so mad. I was so angry that that anger didn't do, that anger didn't do nothing for me. I always say anger is the wind that blows the lamp out your mind. I was belivered because I knew how much I loved my son, and I knew how much my wife loved my son, and I said to myself, how could he do this to me? Can you imagine Jesus looking at us sometimes? You think he's saying, why can you do this to me? <laughs> I don't think he looks at us like that. He just waits for that opportunity. Amen? Because he always loves us enough to be late. When you're going through something right now, Jesus ain't going nowhere. He ain't on vacation. If you're doing things your way, you're working for the devil. There's only one way, God's way or the wrong way. Amen? Here we go. Everyone who, here we go now. This is an opportunity for everybody right now. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. See, when you have people explain that to you, you got to really get into your word to, to understand what that's saying. Let's read on. It says, do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. See, he's give, she's giving Martha a time to remember what he already had told her. He's letting her know, this is what I already told you. So now Martha is, is thinking back, well, okay, okay, okay. That's what we got to do when we see people out there that are, that are going through stuff, or they're going, stuff, going through stuff with their children, or they're going through stuff with their marriage, or they're going through stuff. Remind them what Jesus said. But how can you remind them what Jesus says? You're not even doing what Jesus said. The word won't come back void. His word. Keep leading them to Jesus. Keep leading them to Jesus. Because we get discouraged. You help, somebody, you help somebody long enough, and then they don't do right. And that's what I felt with my son. We just keep on helping him. He ain't doing it. I quit. And that's what the devil wants, for us to quit. Instead of wait patiently for God. Wait patiently. Like young ladies, wait for your man. Lord ain't told you to go out there looking for nobody. Amen? That's why you keep on picking the wrong one. Amen? And same thing with young men. Wait on God. Instead of looking for the right person, be the right person. If God's got a plan for you, he knows what's in the plan. Keep throwing stuff in the mix. It ain't God. Same thing with our children. You ain't God. Tell them what Jesus says and, and call it a day. Because if your child's going through something and you're not telling them what God says, you're just as wrong. Oh, they don't want to hear it. They ain't got anything to call. You're being obedient to your father. 
Amen? That's the last thing you want to do is deal with Jesus about your child because that's his child. <laughs> Here we go. Where we at? Verse 27. Yes, Lord, she told him, I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. See, God reminded her. God just gave her little tidbits to let her know that, you know, and, and, and remind her, but you can't recall something you never had in you. The Bible says if you, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, when you get the word of God in you, it will remind you what the word had told you before. Amen? Otherwise, it's new to you, and which is okay, but if I not pay for that last thing you got caught up in. Amen? Then Jesus returned to Mary. Then, Jesus, then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, the teacher is here and, I, and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. See, she didn't even say Jesus was here. She said, the teacher is here. Who's teaching you? Who's your teacher? That's what you got to ask yourself. Who's my teacher? Who am I listening to? Who gives me my correction? Who gives me my direction? It's got to be the person that you say you get protection from. Let's go to the next one. We got it? It says, are we on the next verse? Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. See, he didn't move from where he had met Martha. So he, I, I believe he wanted Martha to tell Mary exactly where he was. He didn't want Mary to be going looking for him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. See, unless these people were giving them the word of God, Unless these people were giving Mary the word of God, she was hanging around the wrong people. Sometimes we're hanging around the wrong people giving us wrong information. Amen? So we're trying to consult, get consoled by people that don't even know Jesus, so they're giving us wrong direction. You hear that? So, so if, I'm, if I'm out there, if I got friends and they're not right with the Lord, and I'm all right with that, I got to ask myself, am I right with the Lord? Because they, they, they're not bringing light to you to bring in darkness, because their darkness will come upon you. But I'm not saying you got to get away from them. I'm saying this now. If they're not going to the same direction where you're going and not on the same plan God has for you, you can't be with them. Because remember now, they're blind. You can see. If a blind man, if you're driving a car and, and a blind man's in the car and you crash, the police ain't going to pull you over and ask the blind man what happened. You can see, not him. Amen? Or how many times do you get in the car with a drunk driver? How many, times, how many people you got to kill before you realize this? I got one request. Let me out. Because first I'm going to ask you, you're a little tipsy, you're a little drunk. Can I drive? He's going to say, no, I can drive. I said, okay, but I got another request. Let me out. I'm not here to argue. Amen? God ain't called you to argue with people walking in the dark. He's asking you to be the light. Stop waiting for somebody else to do it. Stop waiting to get in the situation. You're already in a situation. <laughs> this virus right now has leveled the playing field. People can walk around all they want and act like they don't know they need Jesus. They know they need Jesus. Whether you're black, white, blue, rich, poor. God ain't sleep. He ain't on vacation. Some things, sometimes things happen so we don't all realize. And watch this. It's going to come up to right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Are we there right now? Here we go. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. How you, think about things in our lives right now that Jesus is troubled about. I don't think he's so much, I don't believe that he's so much worried about it, but I think sometimes he worries for us because the things we know we should be doing. When he went to heaven, he left the Holy Spirit here in all of us that believe to help other people. So you ask yourself right now, am I helping somebody through what I've gone through? Am I, how am I waiting? I say I'm waiting for the Lord, but how am I waiting? Am I waiting obediently? Am I waiting just on Sunday? No. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. Then Jesus cried. Because he, look at that right now. He said he was deeply angered, and then he cried. I don't see, I don't see him like some people say, he was mad, terrible. He was, no, I think because when I get mad, I cry. 
My anger doesn't come out in anger. It comes out in crying. And that's even worse sometimes, I think. Because then you start blacking out. I said anger is the wind that blows the lamp out in your mind. When I get angry, I cry. And, and tears start welling in my eyes. And I start feeling. That's how I felt when my son was doing, especially when I started thinking about what he was doing, not only to me, but what he was doing to my wife. Then it came personal. Then the devil started working on me. Because I couldn't believe he'd be out there like he was. And God was teaching me to wait patiently. To wait patiently. But I couldn't wait if I didn't know God. If I wasn't trusting him to do what only God can do. Sometimes when you're going through stuff in your life, you guys, you got to wait patiently. But you got to get in his word. Because you personally know what God is doing in your life. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. You just continue to be obedient to your father. Amen? The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved them? But some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? You don't need that. You don't need that. They don't realize this. Jesus waited just so he could reach these people that's talking this stuff. He, he waited. It says, couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb. A cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Let's go. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested. Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. She's, she's, she's not getting it yet. She's right back to where? She's not getting it yet. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? You can't expect people to see God's glory if they don't believe. You can't believe, you can't believe that blind people are going to be able to, the people that are out there doing wrong are going to be able to see if they don't believe. Sometimes we look at people like they just don't get it. Neither did we. We didn't get it either until we started getting to believe Jesus and to learn what Jesus was teaching on us, you guys. Like I say again, this is, this is personal, y'all. I see you guys out there right now, and I, and I don't know what you're thinking, and it doesn't bother me what you're thinking, but I'm praying God is speaking to you individually. What do you got in your life that's dead that God is trying to revive? <laughs> what do you think that did you, there, there, there's no hope for this? There's no hope for that. God says, I got this. Let God raise some dead stuff up in your life. Where we at? It says... So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, here we go now. This is what we got to do. So then they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. See, he was, they were looking at Jesus, and Jesus was showing them where he was getting his information from, where he was getting his hope from. That's what we got to do sometimes. When they see us going through the same thing they're going through, we, they got to see us uh, depending on somebody bigger than us. Amen? He says, you always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all the people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. <laughs> Jesus is talking to his father. He's talking to his father. He's saying, Father, don't, I know you know, but I'm just letting you know. I'm just saying it for everybody else can hear it. I believe in the story I'm reading, y'all, and I'm trying to give you guys a chance to believe it too. But I'm going to tell you, this is a personal testimony for me. So you can go away believing it. So when you get caught up in a situation, because the Bible said it rains on the just and the unjust. Stop thinking you're good enough. Sometimes we think we're good enough, but it ain't God enough. <laughs> Y'all hear that? But I'm doing good, but is it God? He's the one with the plan. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read that one more time in 42. He says, you always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will be Believe you sent me. God always hears us, y'all. The Bible says, cry out to the Lord. Cry out to the Lord. He always hears us. But sometimes we're talking so much, we don't hear him. God talks to us sometimes. We need to just go on mute. It's funny how we don't want to hear him, but we do want him to hear us. It says right here, and the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped up in a head cloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. There's some things in our lives right now that God is trying to get dead things off of us. Some clothes, because you know why? Clothes cover up a lot of things you don't like. <laughs> but God sees them. 
God sees them. God sees that there's some things in us that right now that ain't no good. And he wants to have that relationship with us so you can believe that he can heal you. Because I believe that healing starts from the inside out. But we're so busy worried about the outside, we don't ever get a chance for God to do what he's going to do inside. Amen? Amen? So we make the outside look good, and then we go out, and we look good to everybody else. Then we come back home, and, and, and everything comes off, and we still feel the same way. Many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen. But some went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. After watching that, and you guys, I told you guys, like the last service I had, that was the seventh miracle. That was the last miracle before his resurrection. Jesus was fixing things up to go to his own. I can show you how I'm going to lift up. If I can lift up Lazarus, you can know what I can do for myself. I had to wait these days. I had to wait them four days because not only was I trying to reach people that believe, I was trying to reach the unbelievers. God is doing something in your life. Sometimes things are going on in your life that you think, God, where are you? God says, I got this. But when they get it, I want you to have it already so you can come together in me. Amen? Amen? Let me give you two things. Let me give you two things I got. I got to give you this right here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My God is so God. I always say God is so God, y'all. It says right here that God says right here that there's requirements he have. Your first requirement is to have faith. Your second requirement is to have patience, humility, and courage. You got to have faith. Like I say again, you got to have, sometimes you got to faith your way through some stuff. And you got to have patience to do it. You got to, y'all. I'm, getting, I'm just getting real, real. And then you have to have courage to do it because sometimes we don't have the courage we need to do what God is calling us to do because it seems hard. But I see what hard is, is Jesus died on that cross for us. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him, you got to believe it's going to happen. Amen? One more thing I'm going to give you right now. I'm going to give you four consequences of failing to wait. He says, you and I will be disappointed. Wouldn't it be disappointed if God had a great plan for you and you never got a chance to do it because you never believed? You're going to be disappointed with yourself. You can't blame that on nobody else. The second one is, we will step outside the Lord's will. That's the last place you want to be is outside of God's will. Number three, God can't give you his very best. Just like our children. If our children aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, you can't give them that. If they're not doing and listening and finding out what they need to be doing, you can't give them that. You're hopping over with God. You don't have no idea what God is trying to do in their lives. Number four, we bring hurt and pressure and suffering. Amen? When my son was going through what he was going through for 25 years, I thought I was going to die. And God told me and showed me how to wait patiently. But let me tell you something right now about my son. in Texas now. He's married. He, he works for the county. He's not in the county. I think Lionel for being such a light to him because he, he taught him a, he taught him a business to make him feel good by himself. But I thank God for me being patient but when he wasn't listening to me, he went back to the word that was already sown in him. I thank God for him. Pastor being there for him too. And so many other men of God. So you got to surround yourself with some men of God in your life. Some people of God that when your children aren't listening to you, they have them around. Amen. That's what's happening to our children today. There's no village around. Well, anyway... Sorry to get moved on y'all. 
son. Like I said again, he's 43 right now. He just had a son. He had a son. His son's name is Journey. His son's name is Journey because of the journey he's been through in his life. And that boy is such a, such a joy. And it's showing my son. God says, I'm going to show your son how much you loved him by him having his own son right now. And he loves that boy. And it blesses me to see him love that boy. And now my son and I have a relationship like no other because it's rooted in God, y'all. Amen? And now he's able to raise his son now with patience. You talk about 13 years in prison, going back eight times. I think about... my wife and how I couldn't help her God taught me to be patient about that too because he's doing a mighty work in her and I at the same time and now we're able to praise God for what he's doing in our lives amen amen This is the first time in our lives that my son's, I think my son's been to every prison in California. And this last time when he moved to Texas, we had comfort that he was moving to Texas because he was taking Jesus with him. This is the first time we felt good enough that know that he was taking the Lord with him and that we had peace because every prison he went to, we couldn't do nothing for him. And to look over there and see that, that woman, she blessed me. She's my life, y'all. But Jesus is first because he gives her breath. So never put your children before the Father. Amen. Let Jesus have them. Let Jesus have them, y'all. Let Jesus have them, y'all. I don't care what's dead in your life. Have patience. Wait for Jesus. Wait for him, y'all. I'm just a simple man up here. Next week, I'll be sitting out there with y'all. But use each other's testimonies. We'll sit there, we'll watch TDJs, we'll watch all these people on TV. And I realize this, you got a story sitting right next to you. Ask them about it. Amen? Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Ask them about it. Ask them about it. It's so important, y'all. It's so important. Let go and let God. I don't try to be the best speaker. But I can tell you one thing is, I'm a soldier for the Lord. I'm a soul. I will go anywhere and everywhere because of what Jesus has done for me. I'm a witness for the Lord. That's what I do. Can you show, can you bring up a picture of what we've been witnessing? We've been, this is what we've been doing. You guys don't see it sometimes. This is what we do because of Jesus. See this park right here? This is Lee Bell Park right here. This is one of the parks that almost took my son's life when he was on that crack, when he was on that, he was on those streets for five or six years on that meth. This is about 10 minutes from my home. Can you imagine your, your son dying 10 minutes from your home? Sleeping in cars, sleeping up under the bridge. And I'm asking myself, Lord, why? Where are you at, Lord? He said, I'm here. I said, I'll never leave you or forsaken you. This is what we do, y'all. You see these officers right here, y'all? <laughs> these guys were so blessed that we went and prayed, prayed for them. I used to couldn't stand the police. And I didn't even know why. My son was the one doing wrong. See these guys right here? They just, this is what we're doing here. We're doing this almost every other week. We're going to every park. I'm take, we're taking back what the devil stole from us. Amen? And this one right here, y'all. See this right here? This is, this is Allen Whip Park. My son said he used to sleep back there because the drugs had him. He'd rather sleep on the street and get up in the morning and go get some more drugs than to come home. I remember, I'm going to tell you one more story before I read this last scripture with you. I remember the times my son used to be out there and I used to be gearing to go to work in the morning. I, I used to hear him. Somebody in my backyard by my garbage cans and I would look over the fence and it was him laying on the sidewalk. And I would get him up and I would say, son, come on in the house. Because too many times he came home and he didn't want to stay. And the Lord had to teach me, if he doesn't want to stay, you can feed him and let him go. So I would feed him and let him go. The guy says, 
How could you put your son out there in that street? How did you know he wasn't ready? I said, because if he was ready, he wouldn't have been laying in the backyard. He would have been knocking on the door. The Lord says, I knock on the door, on your door. Will you let me in? If my son was through, being through, sick and tired of being sick and tired, he would have knocked on the door. But he kept on and kept on. I just think God's grace and mercy saved his life. I'm telling you young people right now, you got to get it. 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 Well, this is a blessing right here, y'all. You get, why don't you get a chance? Come and, come and join us and pray. With, we got to pray for our city. We got to pray for our children. You can't always hover over your children. You got to trust God for them. Amen. I want to go to one more scripture now, y'all. This is, this is a call to you from the Lord right now for everybody can get it straight. Even though Jesus did all them healings and he did all the miracles, John chapter 12 says, verse 37 says, the unbelief of people, it says, but despise all the miraculous signs he had done, most of the people did not believe in him. This is exactly what Isaiah the prophet had predicted. Lord, who has believed our message? To whom will I, the Lord, reveal his saving power? But the people can believe, for as Isaiah had said, the Lord has blinded the minds, excuse me, blinded the eyes and hardened the hearts so their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. People have a hard time with that. That's why I said sometimes we got to faith our way through. It says, Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he made this prediction because he was given a vision of, Messiah, of the Messiah's glory. Many people, including some of the official Jewish leaders, believed in him, but they wouldn't admit it to anyone because of their fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue. Sometimes we want to get things right. We want to do what our parents tell us to do sometimes, sometimes, but we're following the wrong people. We're more concerned about people who won't even be at our funeral. Young people, Listen to what your parents say because it'll do you good. Sometimes you're hanging around the wrong people. Whether it's adults, children, whoever it is. Their unbelief can rub off on you. You got to get there, y'all. You got to hear what I'm saying on that area right there. It says, for they love human praise more than the praise of God. We're worried about, more people. We're worried about people more than we are. <laughs> what God says. Having a form of godliness but denying his power. Thank you, Lord. Last part. Jesus shouted to the crowds, if you trust me, you are really trusting God who sent me. Jesus always lets you know that I'm about my father's business. If you're about your father's business, you ain't got nothing to worry about. But you got to wait patiently. You have no idea when he's going to do what he's going to do. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in the dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the darkness. <laughs> for if anyone hears me and doesn't obey me, I am not his judge, for I have come to save the world and not to judge the world. <laughs> but, at, but all who reject me and my message will be judged at the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken to you. <laughs> that's, that's deep, y'all. I don't speak on my own authority, the Father who sent me gave me his own instructions as what I should say. And I know this, his instructions lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. I'm saying something to you guys right now. Jesus loves you. The Bible says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Y'all hear that? So I wonder, I'm wondering to myself right now, have you truly given the Lord your life? Or maybe some of us here haven't given the Lord our life. I'm not going to ask you to come up here because it's a perfect timing right now because of, the, because of this virus we got going on. God's talking to you in your seat. So I'm going to ask you right now, at least put your heads down right now. Put your heads down right now. And I want you to get it right with God. Whether you're saved, whether you're not saved right now, God is making an offer to you right now. What, what is my witness, Lord? What is my witness saying to somebody in the dark, Lord? What if that was my child, Lord? We have people in here who have lost their moms and lost their fathers, and, and, and they're still here because I really believe they're trusting the Lord and, and encouraging you. 
I still have my mom and I still have my dad. So I look at people that as parents have gone home to be with the Lord. And I'm looking at them and I'm saying, Lord, thank you. I'm just, I'm just pulling energy off of them. Because they're trying to encourage me and I should be trying to encourage them. But they tell me, Jesus is Jesus. I'm waiting patiently too. I'm waiting patiently too. The Bible says in Romans that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you are saved right now. Right now. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.